most of you don't even understand that you are sent into the world for a specific reason the babies are crying because you that was supposed to do something for God is busy giving excuses Jeremiah 1 verse 5 Before I formed thee in the belly and before thou comest forth from out of the womb I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto a nation Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying that is verse 4 to 5 Before I formed thee Tell somebody before I formed thee I knew thee says the Lord Before I formed thee out of the belly I knew thee and before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I have ordained you. Tell somebody I'm ordained. I ordain you to be a priest over the nation. You may be seated in God's presence. I'm preaching to the powerful and what I call babies are crying. Babies are crying. All right, biologists. I have to agree with biologists for the first time in a long while. Biologists believe that a means of conception is a little bit more complicated than we think. Biologists believe that our measures of conception of a child is a little bit more complex than what we think about. I think this was so that when you're thanking God for a child, you should know the processes that God had passed the child through. Or when you're thanking God for yourself, you should know the processes that God had passed you through. So the biologists explained to us vividly how complicated childbearing is. And not just in the birth process, but the formation process. And the reason is because science do not invent, science discovers. Science discovers God's inventions. Science finds out God. Can you imagine how complicated God is that he can create the whole body? And after he created the whole body, a doctor is asked to specialize for just the eye. And it's called a specialist. A doctor is specializing in just ear. And it's called a specialist. The one that is specialized on the mouth is different. It's called a dentist. The one that specializes on the nose is different. The one that has to do with women is different. And if you call that doctor a specialist, what do you call the one who created the whole body? And so every day, let me tell you something. The most scientists discovers apparatus that they can use in checking a man the more they discover how mysterious God is. The more they discover apparatus they can use in invading the sky and checking how many planets we have, the more they discover how mysterious God is. Nothing is certain anymore in science. When we were brought up, we were told that we had nine planets. Now it's more than 90. So nothing is certain anymore because the more the apparatus are invented, the more they see how God cannot be investigated. And so what you need to thank God sometimes is how God has made somebody as complex as you are. And do you even understand how he can make complex something as you are and make you have control over everything? That even if an ant bites your last finger, you have an idea of, of exactly what is happening. Sometimes you don't even look at the finger that the ants is biting. You can even lift up your eyes and go straight to the exact place. And if I can know exact place that the ants is biting and I am a body of Christ, and why do you tell me that God doesn't know exactly place that is paining me? So if I am 
a part of his body, then he knows exactly when I'm hot. He knows exactly when I'm hot. So why should I come and kill myself when he's busy thinking about me? He's busy thinking about me. So sometimes when you are going through something very hard and tough, I don't know, this may just be for 25 people. When you are going through something so tough and hard, and you think, is God not hearing my prayer? Does he not go through what I'm passing through? Sometimes you have to understand that God is putting a hot bomb on you. And the hot bomb is not to hurt you, though it's hot. But it's to make you fine. That's why sometimes after the whole pain, you can smile. After all that you've been through, you still have joy. I don't know how many people I want to talk to this morning, but I want to first thank God for people who want to lift up their hands and say, Lord, thank you for the things you've passed me through. Because most of the things that we have become in life is from what we have been through. From what we've been through. No matter how intelligent you are in year one, they cannot give you a certificate at year one. No matter how intelligent you are. If you like have all your courses A, you need to go through the whole school. So sometimes you master the things that God wants you to pass through. But that doesn't mean that the problem is going to end. You need to go through it all. So that you can say through it all, have learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. So God is very complex. And the way he's complex is how he makes his things complex. If you want to even dig into the ground, you discover that there are layers and layers of the ground until there is water inside the ground. And the water inside the ground becomes more cleaner than the one that is in the river. And you've been asking yourself, I know if you've been thinking, you must have asked yourself, then how can water be beneath the ground and become this clean? When there are sand all over the water. And none of the sand dates the water that is inside. It shows you how mysterious God is. Let me tell you how mysterious God is. If human beings can make a very nice dish out of a bitter leaf. Make a nice dish out of a bitter leaf. Then God can make a very nice life out of a bitter situation. He can walk on your bitter situation and make a very nice life out of it. I don't want you to kill yourself for whatever thing that you're going through, I want you to know if God handles this, my bad situation, he's going to cook until everybody comes searching for me. He's going to do something nice until everybody comes searching for me. There was a time in the U.S. a lady was so slim and so slim and she feels too bad about her size, how she's so slim, very, very slim, and she used to feel too bad about her size, feeling too bad about her size all the time. But it wasn't long. A modeling company approached her and picked her for the modeling of their clothes. And now everybody in the U.S. wants to be the good lady that is being used for the modeling. And now the lady was like, oh, this is not how God should have created me. should have made me a little bit bigger. So you need to appreciate who God has made you, especially some things you can't change around you. If you are short, give him the glory. If you are tall, give him the glory. If you are fat, give him the glory. If you are slim, you need to thank God for something you can't change. You need to thank God for your parents. You need to thank God for your father. You need to know that he knew me before he gave me to these people. And he has a thought towards my life. You need to thank God for being born in a polygamy family. Because God knew that maybe you will have a polygamy family. Your family, you are going to get married to many wives. So he had to put you in a family of a man who got married to many wives. So that you can feel how it looks like before you start making your mistakes. All right, so biologists, while trying to investigate God, one of the things they said was that in child conception, the fertilization of a child is not as simple as we thought. 
that the virtualization of a child is complex and the complexity of it is that when there is a meeting between a man and a woman that I know I'm talking to adults so I can go ahead. When a man secretes the sperm that virtualizes into the woman's ovary that the cells that are in the sperm are about a million. So many of them said five million. Depending on the apparatus they use, some said 16 million, some said 8 million, but it's nothing less than a million. So they said this is how complex it is. But the truth is that the moment it gets into the body, it fights and they fights and stay for some time, fights, struggles. And if a woman now have a pregnancy, it means that other millions of cells die and one cell survives. Have you learned that in biology? That's elementary, so you should. Yeah, so one cell does what? Survive. And they further said that we are the product of that just one cell that, that survived. So if it is twins, then that's two cells that have survived. Am I talking to somebody? I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I like taking everything spiritual. So I made it spiritual. Get deeper. Start meditating. How true could this be? How true could this be? And God started talking to me four or five years ago about this. God started talking to me, giving me details on what it is. And when I was thinking about it, I needed to pay attention. I slept. I went into a deep sleep. When I went into a deep sleep, God showed me a vision that made me have a clarity of what the biologists were saying. A picture I saw was that I saw a round table, a very big table, round table, and people who sat on the table were babies babies sitting around the table and they sat all around the table and the table was so big you can't see the end of the table and there were so many babies sitting on the table and God said to me this is exactly the cells that comes into a woman's womb and they were on the table and when they were on the table they started giving their manifesto and now they said we have been selected God has a problem Somebody has knocked on the door of heaven. I need you to pay attention. Somebody has knocked on the door of heaven asking God for a child. So God wants somebody to go. And I needed to know that the issue of sex and a man meeting with a woman is actually for childbearing, for creation of child or for children. It's for childbearing. So each time you knock on that door, you're actually asking God for children. So I have to add this to you that there is nothing like unwanted pregnancy. There's nothing like unwanted. You can't knock on my door and I open the door and you say it's unwanted opening of door. You knocked on the door. So when you sleep with a woman, there's a door you're knocking on heaven and you're knocking for children. And when the person comes out, don't say you didn't knock on the door. Am I talking to somebody? So you have to be grown up enough and get the right door to knock. You can't go around girls still knocking on everybody's door. Can't go knocking on everybody's door. You are not a PRO. So God said to me, the moment there is that meeting process, all the cells now become babies. God started talking to me deep things. He said to me, the cells are reasonable human beings. They are reasonable human beings. They are good enough. They have reasons. They have soul. The thing that makes a man a man is the soul. They have that reasoning faculty. The difference between you and an animal is that an animal doesn't have a soul. So the soul is what makes us reason. And animals walk on instinct. I don't know if I have biologists here. 
they work on instinct. Sometimes you just read to pass exams. You don't read to know something. I didn't do biology for too long, but I can explain a lot of things to you. So we have reasoning. They have instincts. And the reason why they have instinct is because they have irritability, but they don't have soul. And our soul is what makes us reason. So God said to me, these babies, though they are babies, but they have reasoning. They can reason very well. They can connect. And at the table, I was watching them on the table. None of them saw me. I was watching my vision. When I was watching in the vision, God said to me, they will be giving their manifesto. So listen. And I was asking God, God, what's manifesto all about? God said, they are talking what they will do when they come to the world. I said to God, what if they lie? God said, no, they have not known sin yet. So at this point, they are innocent. So they will only say what they will do. Now, what they will do is based on the capacity and the calling that God had called them for. So now, when there is that conception, a lot of children come around. And when children come around, they now start giving their manifesto. And this one said, this is what I will do. This one said, this is what I will do. What can actually say, I want to give Nigeria independence. And they will say, oh, you're too late. Nigeria have gotten independent many years ago. So it's not, <laughs> let's hear your manifesto. <laughs> so one can actually say, I really want Nigeria to get into civilian rule. They said, no, 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 they are now in civilian rule. Get out. Let's hear your manifesto. So it goes like that. But their manifesto is basically, I need you to listen to this. Their manifesto is surrounded with what they want to do for God, what they will do to their parents, the people that have brought them, how benefit they will be for God first, the primary person that brought them, what they will be for their parents, and what they will be for their generation. So they all three persons. So in their manifesto, it has to reflect what I'll do for God, what I'll be for God, and how of a consolation or continuity I'm going to be to my parents. And the last one is what I'm going to do for my generation. And so now when people give their manifesto, what is being checked is what does it want to do with God? And now how they make the choice is when they check what you have to do for God. Is it what God wants for now? Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it is what God wants now, then you become the one needed. Because there are errors and there are people that God wants for every generation. There are people that God sends. I believe in substitution. Sometimes God substitutes and somebody dies. When somebody dies, another person is born. It's substitution. If you watch football, you will understand that God removes some people from the wall and sending some people to continue his work. And this is what happens. So now they give their manifesto based on what they will do based on the capacity that God had given to them, based on what God has anointed them to do. I'll get to Jeremiah so you can understand better. And so when they give their manifesto, they try as much as they can to tell their manifesto. And the manifesto must tally with what God wants to do now. That's why I'm very convinced in my spirit that we have more pastors in our generation more than every other generation. And the reason is because of the last harvest that is on ground. So when people mention their manifesto, what they want to do, they are actually selected for their manifesto. And after they have all said what they want to do, after the million of people have all said, that's why pregnancy had to be for a long time. After they have all said what they want to do, and they will now vote. They said, okay, I, I actually wanted to come to the world, but since you have a better manifesto than I do, I will allow you to go. 
maybe another chance I can actually come. Well, since you have a better manifesto, I wanted to do something. Something I wanted to do was important, but it looks like what you want to do is more important. So I'd love you to go in my place. I wanted to take my place. So now after the manifesto and after they have said what they want to do, they now start giving their lives for the one who's going. So the cells start dying off. The cells start dying off for the one who's going. They start dying off for the one who's going. But there was another thing I saw in that vision. One of the things I saw in that vision that really shocked me was that before every cell die, every cell die, they come to the one that they have chosen. And so the one I hope you know that you're representing one million of us. If you fail, we fail. I hope you know that we can't come. That's why you're there. I hope you know that after this birth, mom can decide to go on family planning. And I may not have an opportunity to come. So when you go, don't mess up. And they always connect like that. That's how they talk. And so when, after talking to this one, after talking to this one, they will take their lives. So when they take their life, this one will put his hand on his chest, agreeing to do what he had said in the spirit he will do. And the more they do like that, the more the cells die off until the one who had agreed to come. When you read that Jeremiah, he says, before I formed thee in the belly of thy mother, I knew thee. I'll come into that. So before they finish all this manifesto thing, they talk about the things they want to do and they all give their life to one person who's going. And now it becomes that if one person fails, now the one million people have failed. And I need to tell you something. Every step you take in life become a one million people step. One million people step. I have some more things to tell you right now. It becomes a one million people step. So if you fail in life, it becomes one million people failing. If you succeed, it becomes a one million people succeeding. But the mystery about this is that the moment we were born, we were born unconscious. We were born unconscious and we never remember what happened at all. And the only way you can get to remember what was in your spirit for you to do to your generation is for you to meet consciousness. And to meet consciousness, you need to meet Jesus. So Jesus becomes the consciousness of any man. A lot of people gain their consciousness when they are old. That's why you see sometimes when somebody wants to die, before he dies, he cries so much. How many of you know that if somebody is a handicap, he has problem with his legs, that his hands will be too strong? His hands will be stronger than a normal person's hand. Do you know something like that? If, if somebody has problem with his eyes, his ears will be too much. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, so that's why you see Kubans. Kubans are so cool. Who plays piano, who is one of the best producers in Africa. He can tell you when the sound will make noise. Few seconds before the sound make noise. We can be sitting like this in the church and he says, hold that sound, hold that sound, hold that sound. Before he now makes noise, wow. his ear ability supersedes all of us. Because of his sight defection. God knows that he has a problem with his eyes. And God had to tune up his ears. Because now his ears now become his eyes. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. And now so if you hear him write songs. He talks about. Well I heard your steps on the staircase. You hear some lyrics that. He's not seeing. But his ears become his sight. So now you have to understand. 
you have to discover that now when we get jesus we get consciousness and jesus becomes our consciousness and the moment we have jesus then we can go back to what god puts in our consciousness for us to do for him god for us to do for our society and for us to do for our parents who brought us and so now when somebody wants to die what happens to the person is that if he stops talking before he dies then his eyes become extra open because now his mouth is shut most times you see somebody who's not talking again and he's almost dying you find him crying too much he cries too much and now he's crying because of some things that he's seeing what is he seeing seeing some things he should have done that he didn't do he's seeing the things he should have spent his time on and he's seeing the things he spent his time on instead of the main thing he should have done the main thing he should have done most of you don't even understand that you are sent into the world for a specific reason and here you are chasing all the game doing all the things you want to do committing immorality aborting children doing all manner of things forgetting the main thing that god sent you to do and so the moment we get in contact with jesus we find destiny and the destiny is that it quickens us for us to understand our purpose, why he created us, why he created us. So I cherish the scripture that says, we are surrounded with a crowd of so much witnesses. And so I was asking God about that. So God said to me, now when the child was birthed and the child comes to the ground and the other ones who couldn't come, who have given their lives for this ones are now as a crowd. Imagine one million people watching what their brother is going to do watching now because if you make any mistake you're making mistake we it is our mistake if you fail our parents then we have all failed if you stop to do what you say you will do then we hold you responsible if you stop to save god and be who god wants you to be then you failed all of us i want you to know that all of us here listening to me we are surrounded with people who have died for us to live and not just that this morning I was praying and God gave me a powerful message on the nest of kin. The message is the nest of kin. I preached it someday. And God was talking to us about how Jesus died. And when he died, the person who was to take and eat his resources and the things that he has left behind was us. And now the nest of kin, when somebody gives you as a nest of kin, there are responsibilities he has kept for you also. Not just to eat the money, but when you eat the money, you need to take care of my children. You need to take care of all my properties and you need to take care of this and you have to take care of this. We need to understand that the Bible calls Jesus the firstborn of all creations. And so we need to understand that Jesus died for us in order for us to live the life that God has designed us to live. I don't know how many people I want to prophesy to this morning, but I need about 150 people's hand who are lifted up right now and prophesying to you. Nothing shall abort the destiny that God has designed you for. Your shouting looks like you're hungry. Nothing shall abort the destiny that God has designed for you in the name of Jesus. And so when we grew up, sit down. That is why when sometimes when you are growing up at your innocent stage, an innocent stage where you are a child, you find angels around children. So much angels who try to make the child not get into problem. The angels protect the child 
until the child gains into consciousness. You find a child who is born having too much anointing, anointing the sentiment of spirit. We have children who are born being able to escape accidents, escape a whole lot of things. And the reason is because of the anointing that God has given to them for the assignment that they want to do. And if we grow up and fail to do what God has called us to do, then we have failed God. We have failed our parents. We have failed our generation. We have become a shame for our generation because that was the real purpose why we were birthed. Some of us, our parents wouldn't have even had a child at all. But God needed to send somebody like us because our generation was asking for a child. I read something on Facebook two days ago. A pastor posted it. He said that people have been asking God, God send us somebody who will change Nigeria. God send us somebody who will change our generation. God send us somebody who will be a great preacher. Send us the next Benihim. And they said, God, why have you not sent this kind of people? And God said to them, you have aborted the people I sent. The people I sent were the ones that you asked for. But the abortions in the world have aborted the destinies that I have. And some people, abortion is not just when somebody's in the belly. Some abortions is when somebody's alive. And you are aborting what God had created you for. And inside of you, there is a great priest inside of you. That's why sometimes even when you are still smoking, even when you are still living in sin, you know right inside of you that God wants to use you. You feel a hand of God inside of you. When you are listening to the word of God, there is a side of you that wants to change. But when you leave the presence of God, it looks like you're going back. There is a calling of God upon your life and there's a God knocking on your door trying to wake you up. You need to understand that before you were formed in the belly, before you even got to know cigarette and start smoking it. Before you tested the first Igbo that you tested in your life. Before you got addicted into alcohol. Before you do anything he had ordained you. He had called you out. The Bible said I know you. Knowing means I have a knowledge of who you are. I have a knowledge of who you are. I know what you can do. I know everything about you. So he calls us from our formation. From when we were formed. He called us. He called us. That's why I like telling people that you're not bad beyond repair. The moment you get into Jesus, the moment you find Jesus, you switch on your consciousness. Switch on your consciousness. And that's why when you find people who are living the life that you used to live, they look so dirty before you. How many of you have seen somebody who's living a bad life? And you felt so sorry about their lives. But that was the same thing you were doing before. And that is because your consciousness has been switched on. And the moment your consciousness switch on, you start realizing what God had designed you for. Except you get to this point, you can't meet with God on the last day. Except you get into this point, because this is what he said. He said, I know you. Before you were formed in your belly, I know you. And I have ordained you to be a prophet. On the last day, he said, go. I know you not. And the reason was because what I put in you is not what I've seen. And we have to understand that the devil is a big thief. The devil knows what you have inside of you. So he comes with many things that will interest you. So that you get busy with the things that the devil gives to you. And he takes the anointing and the destiny and the greatness inside of you. And takes them out. Now what is inside of us, the destiny that is inside of us, is what the Bible calls power. Or what the Bible calls virtue. Or it's what we call strength. Is what makes us who we are. Is what makes us the great person that God has made us to be. And the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So the moment we get in close contact with God, the more our consciousness is open for us to understand what 
God really called us to be. A lot of people will die and don't know that God created them to save him. And don't know that God created them for his purpose. How can God create somebody and the person leave and ignore the person who created him all the days of his life? He does not even listen to the person. He doesn't go to the person's house. But this was the person who created you for his purpose. And why God is going to put us in hell if we fail to acknowledge him while we are alive is because God will ask us, I created cow. I gave cow what to do. And they have done it. I created the sun. I told the sun what to do. And they have done it. I created the rivers. I gave the rivers what to do. They have done it. But when I created you, I gave you what to do, and you didn't do it. So the devil, Satan, is a destiny killer. He knows your place with God. Destiny is more about the future. It's more about the future, not now. So the devil knows that after this life on earth is over, he knows where you're going to spend your holiday. He knows when the life on earth is over, that you're going to go back to stay with God. And so that's what the devil is after. He wants to destroy where you are going to, not where you are right now. Where you are right now does not really bother the devil. That's why the devil can make you be very rich. The devil can give you money, if you know. The devil can give you money. But he will want to make sure he gives you money to divide and take your attention from where God is taking you to. So we have a lot of people who were designed to be great warriors, great people, great preachers of the gospel. People who will deliver their whole community. We have some people who were the light of their community. They are drunk and sin, living in immorality, living all sort of sinful life. And their consciousness leaves them. That's why the Bible calls it drunk and sin. So since they are drunk, they don't know what to do. And now we are surrounded with a crowd of much witnesses. Let me tell you who the witnesses are. We are surrounded with a crowd of lots of witnesses. The witnesses are our parents, our brothers that couldn't come. They are saying, why have you disappointed us? You were the only one that to represent us. Why have you disappointed us? Another crowd of witnesses are Paul and apostles and the people in the Bible that have died. And by the time we are still on the ground, we become their last hope. If you stop to preach to that person, there's no Paul that will come and preach to that person. If you stop to get that person saved, no other person will get the person saved. If you don't take that girl to church, no other person will take the person to church. If God must save somebody, it has to use my hands. He has to use my mouth. He has to use my messages. We don't have any of Jesus' messages in our phones. We have our messages in our phones. So we become the last hope of this crowd of a lot of witnesses. So that's why sometimes when you're watching football, you see some ex-players sitting down. And when the camera goes to where Ronaldinho of Brazil is sitting, let me come down to Nigeria. When the camera goes back to where Kano Wonko is sitting, sometimes they sit down and wish they were the one in the field that they would have scored something, they would have done something. But the people that are in the field sometimes don't represent what they think in their heart. So many of us are in the world and the people who are out of the world who now sit at bench. Can I tell you the people that are sitting at the bench? People like Stephen who were stoned because of the gospel are sitting at the bench looking at how you are so careful about mentioning Jesus. When they took stones because of Jesus, they are sitting at the bench and looking at you calling yourself a child of God. 
calling yourself a child of God. They're sitting at the bench and they're just warming up. God, this guy doesn't know who he's talking about. This guy doesn't know the kingdom of God. This guy, this guy does not know how beautiful heaven is. That's why he's covering it up. That's why he's trying to pamper his messages. He doesn't want people to know that he's close to God. He's trying to avoid hell. He's trying to talk and cover. Look at, look at this guy. Does this guy know what it means to take stones? To take stones for the gospel? Let me tell you people that are on the bench. People like uh, Paul are on the bench. People that were thrown on the basket. They were thrown on a big wall inside a basket for just preaching the gospel. They are on the bench. People that fought a good fight for God. People that did everything that they needed to do. And by the time they wanted to die, they said, we've done everything. We fought a good fight. We finished the race. We've kept the faith. The only thing I have left is the faith. I've kept the faith. What is faith? Faith coming by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So by the time they read the things I've done, you must have had faith. So these are the people staying on the bench, watching you, watching how you're sluggishly, giving excuses for not doing something for God. Paul is saying, do you know I was a lawyer? I had to push law aside and preach this thing that does not have an end. I need to tell you more people that were on the bench. One of the persons that were on the bench was Matthew. Matthew was working in the government. And uh, the moment he heard about Jesus, he resigned from the government's work and joined to preach the gospel of Jesus because he found Jesus better than working for the government. How can I be excited working for the government and I don't have time working for God? Those are the people that are sitting on the bench. I need to tell you more persons that were sitting on the bench. One of the persons that are sitting on the bench is Luke. Luke is sitting on the bench. He was a doctor. He resigned from doctoring and decided to follow Paul. And anytime he's writing the book of Luke, he's writing it on a medical doctor's perspective to tell you that every miracle that they are talking about, I've tested them as a medical doctor. They were all real. They were not fake. Those are guys sitting on the bench. They are sitting on the bench wondering what you are doing with the anointing that you receive. Sitting on the bench wondering. And some of your brothers said, if you had allowed me to go, I would have done something better than this. And let me tell you, some of the people that are sitting on the bench are waiting for you to come back for you to receive a slap of your life because you wasted the time you were to do something great for God. I tell you, more persons sitting on the bench, I'm done with the message. One of the persons sitting on the bench is Joseph sitting on the bench. I said, does this guy know how nice Potiphar's wife was? How much they used to use for her makeup? Does this guy know how I had to overcome everything just to be with Jesus right here? Does this guy know? I had to put some things aside and be in prison. Does this guy know how to be in prison for rape case that you didn't do? And now the babies are crying. Who said if they had allowed me to come, I would have done better than that. This guy has done something bad. And our mother has clocked menopause now. So there's no hope for me to come back and deliver my generation. The babies are crying because you that was supposed to do something for God is busy giving excuses. I thought my pastor on the scripture. That says, woe is he who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And telling us that uh, anybody who does the work of the Lord and is not doing it with all of his heart should be cursed. And when I looked at it, I understand how the babies feel when you're doing the work of the Lord, but you don't want to put all of your heart. Because people tell you that you're putting up your church thing on your head. You're doing too much of the church thing. You're putting it on the head. Do you know what it went through to save me? The babies are crying because people that they nominated have come to the war and they've been too unconscious. Happy with the war. Happy with the war. Happy with the school life. And forget that there's a place that is better than this. Anytime you're saved. I want you to put this at your mind. People that are in heaven, people that have died that are in heaven, are like people that are conscious. We that are in the war are like mad people on the dustbin. And so whenever you are 
in the dustbin. A mad person is on the dustbin. He rushes at bread, old bread, and he's so excited with the bread. He's so excited. But people who are looking at him are just wondering what's wrong with him. That what we are throwing away is what he's rushing at. If you know how good the bread that are at home is, you won't be rushing the one there. And the people at the dustbin are rushing the food that have spoiled, rushing the bread that has spoiled, and rushing all manner of spoiled things on the dustbin. But when you reach haven, pastor said he received a slap from a lady he brought back to life. When he brought the lady back to life, the lady gave her a slap and said, do you know how nice heaven was? Why did you call my name? Why did you tell me to come back? Do you know how nice heaven was? Gave the pastor a slap of his life. Because whenever you leave this world, I know your mother loved you so much, like mine. But when we tried to pray for her to come back, what we received was consolation. It was like God was touching our chest. Don't worry, she's not coming back. Where you are is a dustbin. So when you are a child of God and coming to church and all you rush for, that's why the Bible says if you are in the world and all you do with the name of Jesus and everything is uh, talking to Jesus about material things and everything, you're chasing Jesus in order to use it and chase cars. He said you're of all men most miserable because in heaven we are wondering how you are bothered about the things on the dustbin and you're not bothered about your soul. We are looking for a way we can redeem you from this corruptible body because you are mad and where you are, you are so blind, you don't know what we know. And sometimes we when a madman sees, oh, I'm talking to you right now. When a madman sees somebody who is all right, he laughs at the person because he feels the person is not all right. That's how sinners look at you and they laugh at you thinking you don't know what you're doing. But we don't know that people who are not saved are like madmen who don't know their left or their right. They don't even know that the clothes that they are wearing is upside down. They don't know. The babies keep crying. How come this guy did not allow me to go? If I had gone, I would have revived Nigeria. I would have revived South-South. I would have caused revival to happen everywhere. This guy has wasted our only opportunity. He has wasted everything. Bow your heads, everybody. Babies are crying. Babies are crying. I thought this guy wanted to be serious with God. For about 15 people listening to me, For about 15 people listening to me, God is about to open your ears and you will hear babies cry live until you change. Some years ago, my ears were open and I started hearing babies cry. Babies were crying. Babies were crying. I heard babies cry everywhere I go. Sometimes I'm lying down and babies are crying. I started praying about it and I asked God, where are these babies from? But most times I opened my eyes and they're still crying. God said, these are the souls that would have come in your instead. But they allowed you to come. And God said, as you're wasting your life, doing whatever thing you are doing, they're crying because you're wasting their time. They're crying. By the time you leave this world, the crowd you're going to see that's when you will know that. So my little behavior really mattered. Every step I took. So they were this so important. My decisions were this important. And so these are what the babies do. They all surround you because they are the crowd of much witnesses. They surround you. When they surround you. They see when the guy called you. And said he wants to come into the house. And the babies put their hands on their head. 
He says, oh, oh, the person that we hope for, our giants, our captain, is going to mess up. And the guy comes into the house, opens the door, sit down in the bed, and all the babies can't sit down again. They put their hands on their head. And the reason is because if their giants fall into immorality, the power that God has given to him will be taken away. And he will not become who God wanted him to be. So the babies put their hands on their head. They put their hands on their head. And the moment you fall into sin, the babies are disappointed. They are disappointed. They cry. That's why the Bible said there is joy in heaven for one soul that gives his life to Christ. Joy in heaven. When one person gives his life to Christ, over one million babies are excited because now he's up to what God has sent him. He's on the right track now. Our captain is on the right track now. Find the babies, giving people high five. Says, thank God. Our captain is on the right track now. He had accepted Christ in the final city. Thank God. They are now happy. There is no eating in heaven. All of them are watching. Our captain. Our captain. Oh God, he has gone back to smoking. Our captain. When will he realize himself and do what God has called him to do? Our captain. Our captain. Our captain. Our captain. Our captain. Our captain. By the time you die and leave the wall, when you're living the fear, the person that you're coming to is just the one who lifted up this thing. But by the time you pass the line and enter the side, that's when you see a lot of people who are sitting on the field, waiting on the bench. By the time you leave the wall and enter into the land beyond, we say shed. And there's a consciousness people have when they have left this wall. One of the consciousness we have when we have left this wall is that the ability to know everything without being told. That's why when we see Jesus, we will know him. By the time you enter into heaven, you know all the faces of the people. You come back to your consciousness. So who sheds? Ah, I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought they said don't explain anything. We saw everything. You were not serious with what we called you to do. We nominated you to represent us. You failed mankind. Imagine if Jesus came to the wall and his whole design and assignment was to die for mankind. And he came and forgets. Imagine if he had forgotten. Just like some of you have forgotten that you were a pastor. You've forgotten what a pastor told your mother when you were very young. Imagine if Jesus had forgotten. Forgot that he was a child of God. Forgot that he saved. When you go back into the house and do the things that other people do as sinners, you follow friends and they're doing whatever thing they're doing and you're doing it to please your friends. Do you think about your angels? Do you think about the babies? Because of the pressure of life. Pressure of what you want to have. Because of what your friends have had and you don't have yet. You start doing things you shouldn't have done. Even when your conscience said no, you shouldn't be doing that. You are a child of God. You are a woman of God. You are a man of God. You shouldn't do that. That's not what you should do. You hardened your mind and do it once and for all. And by the time you do that, one million babies shout and cry. For somebody who has messed up the entire generation. That's why I, I want to link up one scripture again. The scripture that says that the entire generation, entire creation 
awaits the manifestation of the son the very one that God had selected the one that is birth is now the son all of, that of the babies are the whole creations waiting for this one to manifest I want to talk to some people that God has called them God has called you but you are taking the call very light taking it very light you don't want to be too much into it <laughs> that's not how you were called you were called to be too much into it you weren't called to be diplomatic about the call you were to be too serious with it that was your entire life and I want to shock you if you die and you didn't go to school you won't go to hell but if you die and you don't be who God called you to be and who he created you to be you'll go to hell bow your heads I want to pray for you right now I don't want to pray for you sitting down. I want you to be upstanding right now. Destinies. So many people God has called for something. Oh, before I forget, let me go back to Jeremiah. Before I formed thee, I knew you. I knew your capacity. I knew what you could do. I knew exactly what you would do. And when I knew you, I called you. I ordained you because I wanted you to do that. And so now, failing to be who God wants you to be, you have messed up his choice. You've messed up the ordination. And so when you're going back to God, you pay for the choice. Bow your heads. Hey. Is it life? If you want to follow your friends, you can follow your friends only if you will die with your friends. Only if you will be buried on the same grave with your friends. But when you are buried, you are buried alone. You face your judgment alone. John said, and I saw great and small stand before the judgment seat of God. I said, small? He said, yes, small. 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 Great, small. No senator in the judgment throne of God. No ex-president. Who cares? No ex-president. Great, small. They stand. They said, giving account of what they do. Okay, you feel you're too small? The small stand there. Feel you're too big? The big stand there too. On the judgment throne of God. And they are being judged by an uncompromised judge. Who doesn't judge you because he knows your father. And he judged you based on the intents of your heart. Even when you invited the girl to come to the house so that you can sleep with the girl. And you couldn't sleep with the girl. The intentions of your heart were judged. Let me tell you something for those of you who care to listen. Our mind and our thinking is as audible in heaven like our voice. Our thinking, what we think. When you're thinking of something, it sounds very loud in heaven. It sounds very loud in heaven. And you can imagine how many times you have been disturbing heaven with dead thinking. Worship is going on and you are mentioning names of people you sleep with. And they are so loud. They are so loud. The thoughts. When the devil wants to destroy you, he face of all mess up with your thoughts. And he uses your thoughts to catch the one who is thinking. Because he heard the Bible says, as a man thinking in it. So is he. I need you to bow your heads. I want to pray for you. I'm trying to, trying to pray for you and close now. 
but there is a God. There is Jesus who brings back consciousness. Who brings back consciousness. I remember when I gave my life to Christ and I started preaching. I started preaching. I asked myself, what was I doing all along? And God said, you were mad. You were crazy. I started preaching. I said, where was I? What was I doing all along? What was I doing all along? When I gave my life to Christ, I said, what did I really do? What was I doing in church? Why didn't I see this on time? God said, you were crazy. There was a time I gave my life to Christ. I could not leave sin totally. I couldn't leave sin totally. I was still in church, but I still was following some women, still doing some things in church. One day, after the preaching, has touched me so great. I said, I'm giving my life to Christ. That was when those babies were crying. I used to hear live babies crying on my ears. One day, I was traveling somewhere, and uh, the night came. And I knew a friend around, so I decided to sleep around in the friend's house. The friend was a female friend. All those kind of friends that their parents would say, Oh, your friend has come. Go and say, oh, people should go and rest. Go and rest. When the devil wants to use your parents to destroy your future, he pays you up with a male and doesn't care. When the devil wants to use your parents to destroy your future, say, all these things you are doing, don't get pregnant. So that's you can do it, but don't get pregnant. So as I slept, I don't know, it was just nine o'clock, the baby starts crying. I didn't close my eyes. I had live babies crying. I used the pillow, covered my ears. The babies were crying so loud. I started praying. I said, God, what's the matter? God said to me, you said you will not do it again. I said, yes, I don't even have any intention to do it. And God said, the babies are scared. You go back. The babies are scared. You are their only hope of survival. They don't even want to come to the wall. If you are able to do your manifesto, they are alright. The Bible said there is joy in the presence of the angels. Go check your Bible. After he said there is joy, another part of the scripture that says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Another part says there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repents. It's talking about the babies. These guys that wait to come. All of a sudden, you were the last born. For those of you who were the last born, you need to really sit up. Because after you came, no other opportunity for other babies to come. So they're hoping you'll do everything you said. And I couldn't sleep all through the night. When it was morning, I had to wake up and start going. I said, God, I'll not make the babies cry again. I'll not make the babies cry. And God told me, finally, he told me there are two types of babies. One are the ones who were supposed to be born. And you came. Wasting up their time, wasting their energy. And ones are the souls of people who are getting ready to be saved. <laughs> so there are other people's baby who say, please repent so that you go pray for my baby. Repent so you pray for our captain. It was designed that you will preach to our captain so that our captain will live a right life for us to be happy over there. And so now since you don't get saved, you don't get the captain safe. And the captain can't get other people safe. So you imagine the millions of babies that are crying. 
But somebody who says, I'll give my life to Christ tomorrow. I just want to get married first. You know, when I get my married first, I will now steady because now when I now steady, I will now give my life to Christ. You know, I don't want this woman something. The woman something is only my problem. If I give my life to Christ, I will be stable. I will not have any problem. I'm just giving my time. What if you die before then? Or your heads, I'm not preaching again. What if you die before then? You told me about a cultist who used to say that one day he will leave cultism. He will leave this cultism. One day, I know myself, this cultism, I just know. I know me, I was born in church, I know. This cultism, I go live and one day. He died before leaving it. Okay, you think salvation is in your hand. You can take it anytime. No, it doesn't work like that. Whenever you hear Jesus calling, you have to answer. You can't make him call. When he calls you, answer. Bow your heads. So I cherish the old rugged cross. This is our place of consciousness. I will cleave. And exchange it someday. And exchange it someday. If you want to come to the altar, you can run down to the altar right now. So somebody's gonna make a decision in his life I don't know how many people wants to rush down to the altar and say Lord I'm coming to the altar I can't waste my life anymore I'm coming right there I'm coming right there to the altar I'm coming right there at the altar I want to touch you at the altar Lord I want to meet with you at the altar I'm coming down to the altar I need you at the altar you can come right now you can come right now I want to have a handshake with you I want to pray for you you can come right now you can come right
right now. Somebody who's not ashamed. Who said, I'm not ashamed of this Jesus. I'm not ashamed of this Jesus. I'm not ashamed of this Jesus. So I cherish the whole rugged cross. to me one day we are going to carry loads like this we are going to carry our cross like this we will say Jesus this is what I went through to save you my parents did not pay my school fee just because I followed you this is what I went through this is what I carried this is what I carried I wore one clothes in school just to save you this is what I went through this is what I went through and after everything hold on after everything after everything is over we say Jesus this is what I went through and we will exchange it for a crown we'll exchange it and take the crown of righteousness and that is why the Bible said the suffering of this present time is for a season suffering is for a season James said James said count it all joy when you're going through tribulations when something is happening to you count it all joy count it all joy people are coming for the altar call how many are coming to the altar right now how many wants to come to Jesus how many people wants to come to Jesus we said today I'm making a bold step I'm making a bold step today I'm coming to that altar I need Jesus to help me lift your hands up lift your hands up I'm praying for you hi Abashataya hi Abashataya hi Abashataya one day listen one day you will stand before the judgment throne of God like this God will ask you why did you compromise he said I compromised for my certificate and God will say where is the certificate now he said when I died they didn't put it in the coffin eh. why did you compromise because of my credentials you know when we die the credentials don't follow us the job don't follow us the car don't follow us the phone don't follow us you sleep with a man to get a phone the phone won't follow you by the time you stand before God you stand all by yourself alone and so God said why did, why did you compromise it was because of my phone and God said so where is the phone today compromise for something that is vanity you compromise for vanity compromise for something that couldn't last I'm praying for you right now Lord 
Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. I was saying 15 people are going to hear the sound of a baby cry. But now God has just increased to 25 people. From this night, you'll hear babies crying on your ears very sound. Hear babies crying. They'll cry on your ears and they'll be talking. When will you start preaching? When will you do what you say you would do? When will you go and start doing what God wants you to do? When will you stop this sin? I'm praying for you right now. Lord, I pray for the hands lifted up. I'm praying for those at the altar. I'm praying for everyone. Honored my voice right now. I pray for them, Lord Jesus. I pray for mercies. The mercy that found me. The mercy that found me. The mercy that found me. The mercy. The mercy when we were lost in sin. That mercy. That mercy. That mercy. That mercy. Higher by That mercy. That mercy. That mercy. That mercy. That mercy. Allah I don't care what sin you have committed. As you're listening to me under the, my voice, I don't care what sin you've committed. I hear the message of the Lord is calling you now. Message of the Lord is calling you now. I don't know how many Pope, what you have done, no matter what you have done, the message of the Lord is calling on somebody. The message of the Lord is calling upon somebody. The message of the Lord is calling upon somebody. The mercy of the Lord is calling upon somebody. Mercy of the Lord. The mercy of the Lord is calling upon somebody. I don't care how bad you have been. The bad things that you have done. Jesus wants to forgive you now. Jesus wants to forgive you. You can join us at the altar. It doesn't matter how bad you've gone. How bad the things that you have done. Jesus wants to forgive. Jesus wants to forgive you. Who wants to join us at the altar? There's a mercy of the Lord in the house. Mercy of the Lord. Mercy of the Lord. Lift up your hands, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. There are two persons God is calling right now to come. God says, I want to forgive you. I know you have done so many bad things, but I want to forgive you. That's what I'm hearing. God says, don't condemn yourself. I want to forgive you. Don't condemn yourself. There's somebody you're listening to me. You have been saying that you are Satan. You cannot change. God said he wants to change you. God said he wants to change you. Find your way to the altar right now. Find your way to the altar right now. I want to pray for you. Find your way to the altar right now. No matter how bad you are, no matter the things that you've done, Jesus wants to change you. Jesus, Jesus. You can take me and you can use me because I'm yours, Jesus. I'm yours, Jesus. I'm yours, Jesus. I'm yours, Jesus. Father, I pray for the hands lifted up. Lifted up. I pray for those hands lifted up. I pray, Lord Jesus. I awaken their consciousness right now. I awaken their consciousness. Their consciousness is awakened right now. Awaken your consciousness right now. I'm seeing the blood of Jesus wash sins. The blood of Jesus is washing your sin right now. It's washing your sin. The sin of the past is washing right now. 
I declare that you are washed. I declare that you are forgiven. I declare that God has had mercy on you. As your hands are lifted up, I decree that the mercy of the Lord is upon you. The mercy of the Lord is upon you. I decree, Lord Jesus, open your ears. Let them hear the babies. Let them hear the babies cry. Let them hear the crying babies. Let them hear the crying babies. Let them hear the crying babies. Thank you, Jesus. Lifting up your hands as you're lifting up your hands. I wanted to say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Help me, Jesus. I want to be your child. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Help me. Take me. Use me. Make me your child. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can move down to your seat. Stay.